Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, My guest this hour is Larry Falls, and uh, Larry is a researcher and a sex scholar. He examines the strong relationship between sex and religion throughout Greek, Roman, and Christian eras. Larry believes the symbolism of the serpents, virgins, sacred harlots, and the temple prostitutes provide a link between sex and religion. The name of his new book is entitled, When Sex Was Religion. His website is www.whensexwasreligion.net. And joining me now is Larry Falls. Larry, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you very much. Tell us uh, what was your what was your motive or or your inspiration in writing your new book when sex was religion. Well, first of all, I uh, I, I spent my entire life going to uh, Sunday school and church, and uh, there were quite a number of uh, questions that mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with. It really never gave us an answer. Questions like. Uh, why, why were there so many different religions, and where did God come from, and how can I be considered a sinner when I didn't even know what a sinner was? Mm-hmm. And why, why do you think that these questions were never answered? Well, I think one of the greatest problems is that there's uh, questions about uh, obscenity and you know right and wrong and things of that nature. Uh, we've all been basically taught to believe that uh, sex, if anything, was originally a sin. Is this why shame and guilt came to be associated with sex? Is because it was taught as a sin in order to be a control factor? Well, yes, it was a control factor, but more importantly, it was considered the aspect of an introduction to Mm -hmm. uh, Christianity in itself. Well, when you look at, you know, not not being allowed to talk about anything but religion or sex or what have you, uh, it was considered something that uh, no one was supposed to know. Now, let me tell you a little story about why uh, why we, we had uh, problems with, mm-hmm. with religion and with sex. Sure. Um, okay. 
Christianity had a major influence over uh, sex worship. Christianity in the beginning, not many people know this, but in the very beginning, Christianity itself was a phallic cult. Hmm. Now, okay, now, <laughs> I know it sounds pretty silly for a lot of people who've never heard of this before, but St. Paul's denunciation of sexual activity and glorification of celibacy and sexual abstinence uh, there are indicators also that although St. Paul denounced uh, sexual activity, there are indications in the Old Testament especially that the people indulged in the pleasures of the flesh whenever opportunity offered. They took advantage of the religious festivals, for example, to indulge in excesses, which in different circumstances they were compelled to practice in secret. Now, Despite the conversions of Christianity, the pagan practices continued for centuries. Mm -hmm. The concept of pleasure enmeshed with religion was universal. Now, it didn't matter what country you were born in or what religion you belonged to, there was still the aspect of sexuality and religion. Now, later on, I, I would say maybe about three or four hundred years after the introduction of Christianity, when Christianity became legal, uh, later new ideas began to emerge in the mind. The new faith was now based on hero worship. Conquest of land and promise for a better life on earth and in heaven after death. Larry, stand by. I've got to take a commercial break. I'll be right back in two minutes. Exxon Nation, Larry okay. Falls is our special guest. We're talking about how human sexuality influenced the origin of religion. Larry is the author of When Sex Was Religion. His website, www.60... Uh, whoops, that's his phone number. His website is www.whensexwasreligion.net. I'll be back on the other side of this two-minute break with Dr. Larry Falls as the Exxon continues from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. 
call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email HealingPathways33 at gmail.com or visit CodyAlexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today. And welcome back, everyone. This is The Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My guest this hour is Dr. Larry Falls. We're talking about how human sexuality influenced the origin of religion. Larry is the author of When Sex Was Religion, and his website is www.whensexwasreligion.net. Sorry I had to interrupt you there, Larry, but we had to take that commercial break. And if you could be kind enough to continue, that'd be super. Okay, then. Uh, we were talking about um, the uh, during Christianity mm-hmm. and how Christianity influenced human sexual behavior yep. and sex worship. So what happened, to continue on from what I was talking about before, there was a great need for land conquest. Of course, in those days, the population increased and fighting wars, and especially holy wars, it was very important for them to uh, recruit soldiers. Soldiers were needed to uh, fight holy wars, and the wind of change was in the air on a global basis. Uh, attitudes were changing, new civilizations were emerging. So uh, St. Paul taught that a priest, when when anybody wanted to enter Christian, wanted to uh, enter the service of God as mm-hmm. a priest, um, sex was not permitted. Sex, including marriage, made a man so impure that he was unable to serve God. So it was very important for a priest to be celibate. Now, further on, uh, with the influence of Christianity and uh, getting rid of uh, sex worship, in uh, 1483, for example, Martin Luther claimed he was one of the fathers of the Protestant Reformation, as most of us know. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther claimed that the original sin was guilt and lust. Lust remains as punishment, but guilt can be pardoned by baptism, Mm. which I thought was very interesting. Now, uh, later on also, Joseph Carroll, who was the author of the Defendant Code of Jewish Law in 1488, stated that any male pleasure is sinful, and all physical pleasure is sexual infraction. Women were demonized as well, as most people know, and they were forced to cover their heads where, pardon me, where men, of course, was 
allowed not to uh, wear anything over their heads because they represented the glory of God, and they should show their heads and not cover anything. Now, therefore, a man's head should show the glory of God, as it was stated, whereas women should cover their heads because they are, men were the glory of God and women was the glory of men. So that's one of the reasons why um, Christianity took over phallicism. There were many more reasons than that, because uh, if you read the book, you will notice that as we go through, uh, there were quite a bit of uh, behaviors that's not acceptable today. So, so now, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, just, I'd just like to ask you one quick question here. So when was when was the 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 um, the sexuality of the church turned into the 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 worship of deities as we know it today? Okay, um, it's really important to recognize the fact that um, sex and religion mm-hmm. originated with nature worship. Ancient people believed that the moon, sun, and sky were the great impregnating powers in the universe. And the Earth was the recipient of these powers. It was the Earth that produced life. Right. So therefore, the Earth, the Earth itself was considered female. Mm-hmm. In the early stages of human development, however, the importance of reproduction was realized. They didn't know, the, you know, ancient people had no concept of what, what the biology was in reproduction. What they recognized was vegetation was observed to grow, plants and trees reproduced as mm-hmm. if by magic. All mammals, including humanity, bore young. Then he, he did not understand the, 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 you know, the, he didn't understand the process of reproduction, but he was confronted with the result of some phenomenon which he dimly visualized as a reproductive force. This reproductive force, or spirit, was thought to have miraculous powers, such as the ability to produce animate out of, you know, animate objects out of non-living things. And it was also believed that men and women could be uh, created from stones and from the soil. As a matter of fact, some countries today, if you walk around, for example, in Vancouver, mm-hmm. around the sea wall, you'll see a large stone, that, and there's an inscription on that large rock said that the ancient people thought that uh, men would be turned into stone, and of course, stone, some of us evolved from stone. So is this also part of uh, the Old Testament with, uh, with the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, where Lot's wife turned into stone? Is this a symbol of that? Uh, yes, it's a symbol. Now, Sodom and Gomorrah is a very interesting story because... Um, when you look at the culture at that time, now you're looking mm-hmm. around the Dead Sea area, yeah. and you could see a lot of pillars uh, of salt, and uh, it was very, uh, you know, and people would build up mythological stories in relation to those pillars, so, because they looked like people, and of course people would be turned into uh, pillars of salt as well. So this is basically just myth, it's not, it's not fact. Okay, um, I would not say it's fact, but it certainly has a lot of relevance in regards to what people believed in those right. days. And also, uh, there's a lot of morals and ethics that 
uh, portrayed in a lot of myths that you hear today in various religions. It is based on misery in life in that era, and the only way the meanings could be conveyed in most cases was that it was told in narrative and in, in, in myth and other stories of that nature. So, so tell me, what is the role of sexuality in the procreation of our species and human love? Okay, now, love is an emotion, number one. Mm-hmm. And sexuality is an emotional aspect, but it's also physical. It, people engage sexual activity because it's not only an emotional thing, it adds emotional balance, a desire for progeny, a desire to, you know, to reproduce, mm-hmm. as well as for pleasure, to, have, to express a feeling which they could never otherwise express in any other way. It sort of creates some type of a spiritual awareness and puts you in contact with not only your life, but the life of everyone else you're in contact with. So it's the, emo- it's the emotion that binds? It is the emotion that binds, and unfortunately, um, it was thought at that time that it was not only um, a spirit or something that was given by God, but something you must practice in order to create all other living things on this planet. For example, during festivities of ancients, it was the kings and queens would not only uh, practice uh, sexual intercourse, but everybody else was encouraged to do the same thing because it would bring prosperity to the people. As a matter of fact, in the agricultural land where people would plant, it was not unusual that uh, after after the planting was done, mm-hmm. people would engage in sexual intercourse, believing that it would bring forth a great crop uh, of, of good produce as well as uh, good luck for everybody. So why do you think the, the sexual aspect of religion has been taboo? The, the dark, dirty little secret of religions, uh, why hasn't, you know, like, sex is a real part of life. Life cannot go on without sex, so why would they just kind of put this in the closet, so to speak? Okay, there's, you know, there's a number of reasons, but basically, based on my research, um, it was the uh, condemnation, for example, uh, in the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, it was the condemnation of of, of uh, male prostitution in the temples, as well as condemnation of female prostitutes in the temples. And it was believed that everything was a sin if it had anything to do with human sexuality per se. So in that respect, it was believed that uh, if you really want to get right with God, you would not reproduce, you would not have sex, period. And that was the introduction of Christianity in the beginning. The entire uh, the entire aspect was based on uh, looking at the past. It was a fear of the past that most most of these religious people were afraid of uh, bestiality, child abuse, so on and so forth. So something had to be done. In the ancient times, they had no concept of morals and rights and so on and so forth. So in that sense, uh, there was a restriction that was 
was introduced by the Christians to ensure that uh, we would have greater love and obedience and, and consideration of God rather than having some type of narcissistic behavior and it, sexual activity only. It sounds like this was a way to control the people instead of having the free will that biblical scholars and members of the clergy say that we all have. By imposing this black taboo aspect on sexuality, this was just another control uh, that was implemented on the members of the Church, just like evil is. Yes, that's very true, because when you look at, um, you know, when you look at why we we haven't heard about sex Mm -hmm. worship and religion before, it's because... The uh, difference between ancient and modern ideas of morality and dealing with attitudes towards sex worship led to the condemnation by the ministers of the gospel, and therefore most researchers avoided the subject. Right. All right. Larry, we've got to take our news break. It's great talking to you. A fascinating topic with a fascinating guest explanation. Dr. Larry Falls is his name. He's got a brand new book out. It's entitled When Sex Was Religion. His website www.whensexwasreligion.net The good doctor and I return on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net.
Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Larry Falls is our special guest this hour. He's the author of When Sex Was Religion. His website is www.whensexwasreligion.net. Larry, how come we say that sex doesn't play as much a part in modern-day religion if the entire second half of the Bible, the New Testament, is based on Jesus Christ who came from a virgin birth? Yes. The, um, in ancient times, it was believed that most things were, came from virgin birth for the simple reason that no one had an understanding of what, uh, what, what creation was in regards to biology. Everybody was considered to appear magically and so on and so forth. However, uh, in order to get to the New Testament of the Bible, you mm-hmm. also have to understand concept of where the origin came from in regards to the the virginity of women and virgin birth and so on and so forth. In ancient Babylonia, well, in ancient Babylonia, for example, it was believed that uh, every woman uh, had to uh, be Mm -hmm. introduced to the gods by way of, of going to the church and, and being sacrificed as a virgin. And I'll talk about that later on, but more importantly, when you talk about the New Testament, you're talking about the virgin birth of Christ. In the ancient times, there were quite a number of other gods who also were virgin-born. Uh, and it's interesting to note as well that uh, fish in the water was, conser- was considered also to be virgin-born. As a matter of fact, that's where you see the symbol of the fish in most uh, Christian uh, literature, and you see them on cars now, because the fish is the shape of the vulva. And also, it was, it was kind of uh, funny as well, or, or humorous as well, because in ancient Egypt, because fish was believed to be virgin-born, uh, you were not allowed to urinate in any water, because it was all considered sacred. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at virgin virginity per se, it was considered a fact that the only way you could get um, become pregnant was that if you visit went to the temple and visited the god and be uh, have your virginity sacrificed by the god in the temple. Later on, as in the old in the New Testament. Uh, the virginity of, of 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 Mary, for example, it was he. What, he there were a couple of angels or spirits in acting in behalf of of God to come to impregnate her, so that she could be, uh, you know, so she could give birth to Jesus. Now, at the same time, there were quite a number of other gods throughout the ancient history where other virgin gods were also given were given birth to different things as well. There was there was the birth of Christ as well as the birth of many other uh, gods of ancient history of ancient uh, religions. Now the the uh, custom of sacrificing the virginity of women to the gods appeared in many uh, ancient religions. As I said, it was believed that the first fruits of every kind, human, animal, and vegetable, mm-hmm. should be offered to the reigning deity. It also led to the sacrifice of the eldest son in Egypt as well, which meant that the boys would be put to death while women would be sacrificed. Um, 
the original meaning of virgin is very interesting because originally virgin was referred to a woman who was incapable of giving birth. So, if a woman was married and if she was not capable of giving birth within a certain time frame, the husband would have a right to return this woman back to her father because she was unable to reproduce. And in some cases, also, the wife's father would have to support the bride and the bridegroom until such time that the bride was able to reproduce. All right, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this uh, for a second, Larry. I'd just like to get back to the fish because there's something I don't understand here. I will, I always believed that uh, the fish was chosen by early Christians uh, for a couple of reasons, including the fish would not be obvious to people who were you know, uh, persecuting the Christians. And also because Jesus' ministry is associated with the fish, you know, he chose several fishermen to be his disciples and declared that he would make them fishers of men. Where, you know, where where can we find the the connection between the fish not being what we believe it is, but the fish being a symbol for the, for, for the um, you know, the sexual aspect? Okay, uh, you, 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 yeah, I, I agree with you, because what happened was that when you're looking at fishers of men, and mm-hmm. when you're looking at fish in general, you're basically looking at the symbolic aspect. People can right. understand being a fisher of men, mm-hmm. um, the same way as uh, follow like sheep or being the lamb. Yeah. These were all symbolic and trying to understand uh what the importance was in regards to uh, following uh, what you've been taught. The, as, again, in ancient Egypt, for example, as I said before, the fish, they, fish was considered to be sacred because, number one, they were all virgin-born, they were in the shape of the vulva, and therefore uh, they were to be worshipped because they were sacred. And it's the same way with a lot of other animals in those days, Mm -hmm. fish and other animals, uh, sheep and so on and so forth. They were all considered sacred. And also the fact that we could compare ourselves to them and have a greater understanding of of the importance of being dedicated to what we believe in and to creation in general. For centuries, the uh, concept of pleasure was enmeshed with religion Mm -hmm. and was universal, as I said before. And when you look at uh, fish, when you look at uh, other aspects of symbols, it was related to the creation of life, the ongoing process of life, and future generations. Tell me, Larry, what, what, what what are temple prostitutes? Now, okay, the temple, it's very interesting because the, the belief was that, uh, okay, I'm a little, let me back up a little bit. Now, in ancient Babylonia, for, Babylonia, for example, mm-hmm. every female was compelled to hurry to the temple of Mylita. Now, Mylita was a, a goddess of fertility, and it was believed that the goddess of love if, if the woman could offer her body to the male who 
ever desired her, she would be providing the service of the gods. She was ordered to remain in the temple. Now, Mindra, as I said before, every woman was compelled to go to the, to the service of the deity in the temple. In other words, you had no choice if you were a woman. You right. were forced to do at least once in your life to serve your time in the temple. Okay, and now, now being a prostitute, that means that she would receive money or goods for her sexual act. Who got the money? or the goods that she would be paid for for her sexual acts? Okay, she would remain in the temple until somebody paid, put money on the altar for the temple. And once that person would put the money on mm-hmm. the altar, that would give, that would release her to allow her to go home. So it, se- it seems, it seems that the church or the temple were actually pimps for the, for the, uh, for the sexual act. Well, yes, I suppose you could look at it that way. Uh, in those days, of course, it was believed that these uh, temple prostitutes were brides of the god or got, you know, wives of the mm-hmm. god and what have you, and it was considered a very important thing. All right, if, the, if, uh, if temple prostitutes were so important, why was it then in the, in the New Testament that people despised Mary Magdalene because she was a prostitute? People were despised. Number one, there was an awful lot of uh, wrongdoing, a lot of bad things mm-hmm. going on in the temple. Women were not only forced, they were brainwashed by a lot of the priests to be married to the deity, and as a result, they would also, the priests could do what they want. However, the condemnation, you're, you're asking about the condemnation in the Bible about this whole thing. It was the condemnation of the of, of of the prostitution itself, as well as the male prostitutes, that uh, you don't do anything that would be the pleasure of the flesh. You have to give that up and look at the sacredness of life and not being sexual whatsoever. Now, it seems that there was a lot of uh, abuse going on. For example, when we talk about uh, uh, same-sex relationships and so on and so forth, it was because of the prostitution. The money would go to the temple priests, and nobody would hear about it until, you know, much later on. Unfortunately, I think the, the main thing was that everybody thought it was okay. For example, in India, it was considered a privilege to give your daughter to the church to become a priestess. <laughs> because it was a greater, it was better than being just common everyday married woman. Now, when we look at further, when we look at uh, male prostitutes, for example, people mm-hmm. seem to, to say that. Well, you know, if you're talking about according to the Bible, men having sex with men was considered evil; it was a sin. But you didn't hear very much about women being prostitutes. In reality, what it was was that it was what. What the Bible was really conveying was that it was a sin for having prostitution in the church. It was the condemnation of prostitution in the temples that was a sin. It was not the men themselves, or it was not the women themselves. It was the entire act. 
And furthermore, when you look at Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, people saying, well, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because Mm -hmm. of the sexual acts. Well, that's not entirely true, because Sodom and Gomorrah was not destroyed because of sexual abnormality. Most scholars, as a matter of fact, agree that Sodom's sin was pride, independence, and neglect of the poor, which led to God's anger which is a far cry from what we've been taught. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah reflects the events that led to the results of the Babylonian siege and the destruction of the Temple of Jerusalem. The description of the annihilation of the Temple of Famine and the suffering of the Israelites show the terrible results of God's wrath on a people who refused to listen to his command. And, of course, as I said before, the real command was to show a little bit of compassion and to stop the greed. You know, and and it seems today that uh, Catholicism, for example, is going back to the old ways because they're they're dead against, you know, birth control, and uh, they want large families. So are are we just going around in in a circle? Are we back to where we started when it comes to religion and sexuality? Yes, I think we are to a certain extent. It's going to take a few generations before people see the importance mm-hmm. of of, uh, of control over one's own sexuality and to show a little bit more consider- consideration and knowledge about what it's all about. Uh, of course, I think that there's a lot of other con- you know situations that lead to that as well. But indeed, I think people need to look at the importance of contraception at this time. It was, you know, and when we're talking about that, again, when you're looking at Sodom and Gomorrah, the blame seems to be, the original blame again, was uh, put upon the uh, prophets and the priests. Mm-hmm. They were held responsible for what happened. And again, when you look at today in, in certain religions, I think uh, you can basically say, well, it, again, you have to look at the leaders of the church who's primarily responsible. Larry, stand by. We've got to take our final break. Exxon Nation, Dr. Larry Falls is our very special guest this hour, an interesting gentleman with an interesting story. His book is When Sex Was Religion. His website, www.whensexwasreligion.net. Dr. Falls and I return on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up tonight's show here in the Exxon from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. My email address is exxon.com at exxoneradiotv.com. I'll be back with Dr. Falls. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. 
It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. And welcome back, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight, and of course... You, the members of the Exxon Nation, for making this show so popular. We're 20 years plus doing the Exxon, and it's always a great pleasure every day coming down here to our studios, talking to you, the members of the Exxon Nation, all around this beautiful world of ours. Don't forget, together as one, we can live and love together. Our special guest this hour, Dr. Larry Falls. His website is www. When Sex Was Religion.net, and he is the author of When Sex Was Religion. Um, Larry, the, you know, I, we've been talking about this sexual aspect of, of religion, and I, I'd like to ask you do you think that religion has kept up with the growth of people, the understanding of people? And, and what changes would you see religion having to make in order to? be as popular as it once was? Well, first of all, I must admit, I do like religion. I think religion Mm -hmm. is an important aspect of humanity. However, with the change in attitudes of humanity in today's world, I think it's really important to come closer to the reality and the importance of caring and loving for each other and stop the sexual manipulation of what's going on in today's world. Um, For example, I think we need to look at what we learn from history. Now, mind you, in the past, when you look at the origin of religion, uh, you're looking at the ignorance of people because they didn't have any scientific knowledge. They were not very educated. The needs at that time were different compared to today. Today, people are struggling for a spiritual awareness Mm -hmm. and understanding and love and compassion. And I think what the Church needs to do is to look more at what, the individual needs are, rather than relying on uh, ancient Greek mythologies, 
of the past and looking at the story of creation, but get a closer grip of what real religion is in regards to the importance of creation, of respect of your parents, of respect for life in general. From that, we would learn a great deal and have a greater respect for religion than what we have today. I think, furthermore, when you're looking at different religions and different cultures, fundamentally, it's all the same. And that, what I mean by that is that we all have respect for life. The creation of life was the paramount importance of the ancients, and it's a very important aspect of life today. Respect for life, preservation of life, and hope for a better future for all mankind. Larry, unfortunately, we've run out of time for tonight. I'd love to have you back on because I do want to talk to you about child abuse and, and the trauma that, that, go along, that goes along with it. So, Larry, until the next time you join us here on the Exxon, thank you very much for being with us. Exxon Nation, our guest this hour was Dr. Larry Falls. He's the author of When Sex Was Religion, his website, www.whensexwasreligion.net. So until tomorrow night, Exxon Nation, always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Good night, everyone.